from Cape Town. This is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. This is Inside Sports. Sashi Mamla, the first South African to get 300 in a test match. Your country salutes you. Inside the News. Inside the updates. See Khaleesi and South Africa are the World Cup Kings in Japan. Inside Sports. Just gone two minutes past eight. Assalamu alaikum and a very good evening. You're listening to Inside Sport, exclusive to the Voice of the Cape, where we cover all the latest news and we chat to the past and present sports stars as well. I'm your host, Firo Sheikh, and my tech tonight is Nazim Peterson. We're talking football tonight. My guest is the former Cape Town Spurs, Cape Town United, and Berea winger. James George. Looking forward to this one, but before we chat to James, let's catch up with the latest news coming through from today. The four matches in England today, two matches completed. Wolves beating Southampton 2-1, Manchester United and West Brom playing to a one-all draw. Arsenal looking good at the moment, currently 4-2 up against Leeds United. 75 minutes gone into that game, and there's one late game as well. Everton play Fulham. That match starts at 9. There was one match in the DSTV Premiership today. Swallows and Amazulu played to a goalless draw. Pakistan, well, they're just uh, nipping it in the end there against South Africa, winning that uh, third and final T20 International by four wickets to win the series 2-1. South Africa posted 164 for eight. David Miller was in fantastic form. The 85 not out of 45 balls, but that wasn't good enough. Pakistan replied with 169 for six with eight balls to spare. Now, India have taken control of that second test match against England. They were 54 for one in their second inning. That stumps on day two of that uh, test there in Chennai leading by 249 runs with three days to go. So India in control there. They made 329 in the first innings, while England were bowled out for 134. Now, news coming through from the Australian Open. Number one seed Novak Djokovic is through to the fifth round. He beat Milos Raonic earlier today, 7-6-4, 6-6-1 and 6-4. Third seed Dominic Thiem was knocked out, beaten by Grigor Dimitrov. And in the women's draw, Simona Halep, Naomi Osaka and Serena Williams all advancing to that fifth round. Time now to say a very good evening to James George. Thanks for joining me tonight on The Voice of the Cape. Good evening to you and your listeners and thank you for affording me the honor of this interview. No, you're welcome, Mr. George. It's only a pleasure. Now, you can join the conversation as well. You can call 021-442-3530 WhatsApp 0829-913-913 for any comments or questions. Now, let's start from the very beginning. Where did it all begin for you? And talk to us about some of those amateur clubs you played for. My career started in South River with Squares AFC, a predominantly Muslim soccer club in the early 60s. I was born and bred in Woodstock, about 15 to 20 minutes walk to South River. So once a week or twice a week, we would go for training at Shelley Street Sports Grounds, which will be packed with all with rival clubs, Blackpools, Hotspurs, Woodsides, Lilies, as all will be training there. All these clubs were affiliated to various associations in different areas around Cape Town where they will play their fixtures over the weekends. We at Squares played our fixtures at Royal Road, Maitland, and were at a very young age. I played against and with some of the best in Western Cape 
usually Christy Martin, Glendale Dynamos, Peter Sable, Cape Town Spurs, Stevie Williams, Cape Town Spurs, Maritzburg, Frank Adams, Cape Town Spurs, Ahmad Fakir, Dennis Twiggy, Peterson from Glenville and Ati Erling. And the list just carries on. Now that is just around the corner from here, isn't it? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> now I believe you were called yet again. Now if I can remember well, um, that is in reference to a very famous horse back in the 70s because of, I presume you were a very uh, quick, blistering uh, player. Am I correct? Hey, yes. <laughs> and uh, was it from school days as well? Were you good in athletics and, and stuff? like that or was it just it, it was just a natural progression yeah. I was in, I enjoyed the athletics you know and and that was for me my highlights uh, during my uh, schooling years you know which and school did you go to by the way uh, Salt River Primary School Dry, yeah. of Dryden Street mm. from Town Road yeah, and then eventually uh, Salt River High School in Rochester Road and just around the corner and in athletics what was your favorite events um I was still. I I never was a, a fast runner, uh, but I just used to marvel and and and, and at other uh, sprinters and that type of thing. Like my favorite was uh, uh, Faldi Kalam. Mm. He was Western Province uh, Schools uh, champion. Yusuf Sakut, mm. we call him Kuti, and that type. Uh, you but know, you must can be Roman too. But you must have been quick if they called you yet again. <laughs> I think you're just being uh, modest there, Mister James. Uh, were you always a winger, or were you converted into a winger? When no, you played football, I was I was always a winger on the left side, you know. And I don't class myself as a great footy player, mm. but maybe I had some uh, something or certain attributes others at the time did not have. Yeah, we had an abundance of talented players in the Western Cape, and no disrespect to the other provinces, that was better than me. But I survived because we were taught to dry. Mm. That was discipline, respect, integrity, and humility by our peers. And appears being a Rene Puni Dupree and the late Don Richards. Fantastic. They inculcated that thing mm. that uh, into us at all times. Yeah. Now I'm chatting to you. I've got that picture in my head of that 1976 final, but we're going to get to get that there. later on. <laughs> of you crossing that ball with a packed Curry's Fountain, but we're going to chat about that later on. Um, so your first professional team, of course, Cape Town Spurs. Uh, how did that opportunity come along? Well. Um, Cape Town Spurs were owned by Western Province Footballers uh, Association. Mm. So what they did, e each and every weekend, they used to go around to all these different uh, uh, unions and, 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 and seek for talent. And then uh, they came to, to Maitland, Royal Road. That's where I played my soccer. Mm. And uh, we played them. Actually, we lost. I scored the goal. And... Uh, uh, I drew their attention. <laughs> the Tagi Carlso said to Don Richard, I think we must get this guy in. And uh, the Monday they gave me a call and said, listen, you have to join the club. You must come and train with us. And that's it. And, and that's how, how it started. And how was that experience joining the club? Obviously, you would have followed the players there. You mentioned <laughs> Dougie Carlson and some of those popular names. What was that experience like? You know, being your first pro team, joining Cape Town Spurs. What was it like? You see, the most important thing is that you have to play with players who complimented you. Mm. Also, often players miss out by not playing with those that make them look good and lose out on that opportunity as well. I was lucky to have been around great players uh, at Spurs, Siraja Bas, Bobby Solomon, Bernard Hudson, Bernie Van Niekerk, the late greats, Dougie Carlson, Rashid Khan and Danny Abrams. Those and are yes, household it's names, It's eh? household names and it just goes on. And yes, I thank them all for trying to make me a household name in the soccer fraternity at the time. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, I tell you what, he wasn't only a, 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 a good winger because in 1973 in the FPL, you were the leading goal scorer, right? You still yes. remember that? Yes, I do. How many goals did you score? I think it was 21. So you weren't <laughs> a bad uh, goal scorer as Correct. well. Right. So that Spurs team was obviously, you know, that was one of your highlights, I take it, with Spurs? Yes, yes. Because I've learned such a lot you know, and I felt sorry for the for, for for the other players because some of them couldn't make it because I kept them out of the team. And eventually, when I left, A.B. Weimers became the regular, and he was a, a far better and natural left-footed player. Mm. But unfortunately, I had the package. Maybe he <laughs> did not, and they, they took me. But what was your strength, Mr. George? Besides your your blistering pace, what would you? What else would you say was your strength? Um, you see, at Cape Town Spurs, we were well-disciplined, you know. Mm. Siraj, Dougie, they were, were our mentors, and Danny Abrams, of course. They were the two of them, like Danny and Dougie. But uh, Siraj used to, used to dictate the, 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 the fullbacks, and obviously Dougie and Danny, the midfielders. Mm. And all they used to do, get the ball from the goalkeeper, pass it on to Siraj. Siraj would maybe give it to Daniel Dougie. They'd kick a long ball over the heads of the oncoming uh, defenders and forwards. And I used to just jet down the the (laughs) wing and then score goals from all angles. And and, uh, it was just great fun. And obviously supply to your strikers as well. Correct. And that was simple for us and it worked for us. It wasn't difficult. It wasn't difficult. Now they make it difficult now with all the different <laughs> formations, eh? Uh, back in the day, I don't think there were so many formations as they play now. No, for, for those days it was just straightforward. We didn't have coaches. Uh, okay, we did have coaches yeah, like yeah. Dougie was trainer, coach, manager, mm. and we had obviously Puni and and and, and, and Don Richards. But uh, the coaching staff, we were more on discipline. And be in fitness. We used to run for miles and on mm. in on the racetrack here next to the Newlands. I mean near, near Newlands uh, uh, racehorse track. Mm. We that was our training every twice a week, and in the sand dunes, and that was it. wasn't tough. It was just discipline. No, fantastic. Uh, obviously, you spent a few seasons with Spurs before moving to Cape Town United. Yeah. Why the move to United? You see, the, towards the end of the, uh, uh, of 1974, after losing the Coke final against Berea, we lost 4-3, mm-hmm. after leading them 3-1, um, and I think Siraj uh, uh, can attest to that, I joined Cape Town United in 1975, as most of the Spurs players were sought after by other provinces in Joburg, Durban, and Maritzburg. Bernard Archer and Joey Lawrence moved to Cape Town United. After a short spell with Cape Town United, I decided to move up to Durban. I think the first manager to, con- to make contact with me was the late Balu Parak mm. from Verum Suburbs. Mm. Fantastic person, very nice guy. But I decided to join Berea. Yeah, but Mr. George, mm. I'm going to pause you there because we're <laughs> going to get to Berea just now. Let's talk about Cape Town United. Uh, what were your highlights with Cape Town United before we get to Berea? At Cape Town United, at, at, I only had a very short stint with them. Mm. But it was great. I, I played with fantastic players mm. you know we, we, we did well yeah. but not as well as with Cape Town Spurs and, and Berea mm. and and because Bernard Arthur and Joey Lawrence had left Cape Town United and then I filled up in, in you know those positions I got a message coming through here from a Kasim Hamid says mm. good player played with him at squares inside left 
Good to hear him. Does that name ring a bell? Thank you. I thought of him over the weekend. I actually wanted to contact him over the weekend too. As well. Okay, Mr. Hamid, uh, if you're listening, you can I'm send us your him. number and we'll pass it on to uh, to James George. Um, we had some messages coming through on social media as well, and we'll get to that in a moment when I do open that. Um, then we obviously, we talk about your move uh, to Berea. Um, why the move from Cape Town to KZN? Look, there was an exodus of players mm. around about 1974. We had the big five, John Laguma, Siraj Abbas, Bobby Solomons, uh, Mansoor Abdullah, who's the other first one, I can't get to his name, Mansoor, uh, can't get to his name now, but they moved up to Dynamos. And then eventually Spurs also uh, didn't rise to the occasion, I suppose, because then they were sold to other bidders and things like that. And so uh, Pazzi Jensen took over. They did well then. But uh, the nucleus of the team was the, you know, the top players and they had left and the other guys that filled in positions did fairly well too mm. you know Bobby I think Bobby no Bobby also left yes and they left for, for Dynamos but yeah. uh, I decided to move to Durban and Don Don found me and asked me to come and join the side and okay. you know I was I wasn't married then and <laughs> I was still young and naive and Being I thought pro, <laughs> pro football I was chasing off to the wind as yeah. my wife used to tell me you're chasing <laughs> off to the wind <laughs> Let's read through some of the messages coming through. Andre Broncos, who later played for Santos in the 80s, he says, Firoz, where are you finding all these diamonds from? Uh, well, Andre, you know, these guys are legends. We have to hear their stories and we have to thank them for uh, for joining us in studio. Roman Ramtal is a, is a golf coach in uh, back in Durban. I don't know if you know him. Uh, these are the guys that used to go every week to Curry's Fountain and you guys brought uh, wonderful memories uh, to these guys. And of course, your former teammate, Stanley Governor, uh, <laughs> yeah, Stanley Governor says he's looking forward to this uh, interview. And of course, all these guys hold you, hold you in a very high uh, regard. You know, I'm going to come through some of these uh, other comments in a short while. Um, but in a short while, I also got a surprise guest for you as well, Mr. George. Uh, and we're going to talk about that 1976 uh, Cup final. But before we get to that, your some of the players that you played with in Berea, ah, you know, I'm, 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 I know I'm going to miss some of the names, but those were household names. And I was fortunate enough to chat to some of the guys, Fiki Valley, Daya Maestri, Gavin Sneeman, um, Charles Carey, Pat Blair. Uh, you got that written down there. Uh, these are wonderful players that you played with. Yes, whilst at the breeze, the players really made made me feel at home and went the extra mile to accommodate me. Manager Don Moodley and his family was like my parents away from home and I became part of his family. He organised me a job through Pat Blair and Gavin Sneeman, both being boilermakers in Erwin Swales Drive off on the bluff mm. at Chalmers Engineering and worked in the drawing office as a structural and mechanical draftsman. I thank them because they got me a job too. <laughs> Don set me up in, in a flat in Aslemites in Sydenham for yeah. a few months yeah. and eventually moved me to Kenilworth Mansions off Kenilworth Road had the penthouse suite at the top overlooking the football grounds and then drove me to work every morning, putting lunch for me. Everything was on <laughs> So the you house. were treated like a star, right? Correct. If you have to, uh, uh, you know, equate it to today's uh, footballers, that's the, 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 the treatment you got. 
Right? Absolutely. Um, I got another message here saying, Assalamu alaikum, Firoz, uh, alaikum salam. It's super lekker to hear our very own superstars from Suleikha Bardeen. You're welcome, Suleikha. But, uh, but Mr. George, you, you're pointing at that, but obviously these bring back memories because you are the guys that entertained people, right? Correct. And just uh, that's Suleikha Bardeen. Mm. Was she perhaps from originally from Salt River Squares? I'm not related? sure. Maybe, maybe. Suleikha, you can respond to that <laughs> and tell us if you were part of the Squares uh, <laughs> family. <laughs> but what does it mean now? I mean, obviously, you played uh, in the 70s, which is many, many years ago. And, you know, um, that the fans still remember you guys, you know, uh, you guys that played in the Federation in the 60s, Correct. 70s, 80s. You mm. brought lots of joy to them. It must, you know, it must feel good that you brought joy to these people who still remember you. For sure. You know, uh, uh, it's not about us. It's all about them. That's the way I feel. Because if it wasn't for the supporters and the fan base, we wouldn't have been here to air our... Uh, our history mm. and again I thank people like you and others that's doing this affording us the opportunity to do to do this kind of work and put it in the annals of the soccer history in South Africa no, absolutely we must thank you guys for accepting our invitation she says she's the cousin of Nazmi Badin from the Kensington area Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, Gora Ibrahim was, uh, you know, Gora Ibrahim. He played yeah. in the in the eighties and nineties. He says King James George, the majestic <laughs> winger, who dazzled and entertained us in his heyday. Uh, I will be tuning in. Uh, Ian Southgate was yes. play for Batsworth yes. yet again. Obviously, mm -hmm. that name stuck, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. there must be a reason for that. Obviously, Stanley Governor, your old your old teammate. Looking mm -hmm. forward to another type of chat. Jamie was one of the very best. We're still great mates. So, yes. you know, you being modest here, but these people uh, really hold you in high esteem there, Mr. George. Hey, you can call me James. Yes, uh, we need to entertain the crowds, right? And we appreciate what they've gone through yeah. coming to the grounds and sitting in the in, at Athlon Stadium and at Curry's Fountain in Athlon Stadium in, in winter when mm. it's raining and it's miserable mm. and it's, and it's uh, you know, musty. But... Uh, it was great fun for us. I mean, we did it for the sheer love of the game, not for the incentives or the money. Mm. Because we, we signed contracts for 35 rand a month. And an extra 5 rand. If we beat teams 5-0, 6-0, we still get an extra 5 rand. Bonus. Bonus. I mean, for what? contract for 35 right? yeah, okay it yeah. was relative then Back but then. even then yeah yeah you know but it was great fun for us man and standing but great just as a matter of, of interest when you move from spurs to cape town united we'll get to berea just now mm. uh, was there uh, like a signing on fee or anything like that or transfer uh, a fee that you can remember or was it just a no. normal no it's just a normal transfer uh, so no Max, fees or anything in no court. fees maximum was 500 yeah uh, the record signing on uh, the record transfer fee was never long to mm. get back to Cape Town Spurs mm. for 1,300 and some change. At that time? At that time. But it was relative, you yeah, know? Yeah. You know, so there was a lot of money. A lot right? of money, maybe. You know? Uh, Mr. George, we're going to take a break now. We're going to go to an ad break and we come back. We'll be talking, uh, continuing our conversation with James George. <laughs> this is Inside Sports. Sashi Mamla, the first South African to get 300 in a test match. Your country salutes you. Inside the News. Inside the updates. See you, Khaleesi. And South Africa are rugby world cup kings in Japan. 
Assalamu alaikum. Just gone 24 minutes past eight. Welcome back. You're listening to Inside Sport. And we're talking tonight to James George, the flying winger who played for uh, Cape Town Spurs, Cape Town United, and then later on, uh, Berea. Now, uh, James, I've got a surprise guest on the line at the moment. Now, he says he was very instrumental in uh, bringing you to Durban. We say a very good evening to Don Mudley. Good evening. How are you, sir? I'm very well, James, and you. Well, you're speaking to Feroz now. James is smiling. Yeah, I don't know whether he's surprised <laughs> or... <laughs> I'm well, thanks, Feroz. I'm well. I'm just as excited as I might just add. I turn 75 tomorrow, and I regard this as part of my privilege to be involved in this. Wow, well, a very happy birthday for tomorrow, Mr. <laughs> James you. seems to Thank be you. speechless here. Uh, James, you want to say... <sighs> James, you want to say good evening to your former manager? Good evening, Mr. Don Moodley. Good evening, James. And I, how are you? I'm okay, and I hope you're fine, and the wife is fine. You've Absolutely. Brought, I, you've brought a bit of nostalgia to me now, honestly. And I didn't expect... I, me as well. I didn't expect <laughs> this, honestly. Honestly. No, uh, it's I, a pleasure. I, it's really a pleasure. I've got tears <laughs> of joy in my eyes here, honestly. No, Seriously, no, because... That's what we're here for, to share the, uh, the, these stories. And before we carry on, I believe it's also your birthday as well tomorrow, uh, James, That's and your happy. anniversary today. Yes. Well, a very happy anniversary. Thank you very much. And a happy birthday as well. Thank and you. And to Mr. Moodley there as well. Uh, wow, what a coincidence. Fantastic. Absolutely. Now, now, Don, let's see. Now, James, you know, he's very, being very modest in the studio here. And obviously, he had the nickname of Yet Again, which I, unfortunately, I didn't watch him play, but I believe he was a blistering winger and you guys in Durban must have had your eye on him for a long time you've been key to getting him to Durban um, why did you want to say as uh, sign this gentleman sitting across uh, the studio here from me well uh, when we saw James we were most impressed uh, as you mentioned he was uh, nicknamed Yatig which was one of the top racehorses in this country James was an excellent player at his pace was unbelievable, unbelievable play, uh, pace on the left bank. And uh, after a couple of games, obviously, uh, we decided, you know, that this is the kind of player we needed at Berea. Now, Mr. James George is a very emotional at the moment. This is a surprise for emotional. you. Emotional. Yeah. Okay. Um, and just... Sorry. Yes, yes. Just to add, uh, he was on the verge of going to Rangers. Uh, after the game in Durban, I know he stayed over and he stayed with Super Naidu, who was a Rangers uh, player at that time. And uh, when we heard, when I heard that he was there, I had a chat with him and uh, we were absolutely delighted when he agreed to join us. We negotiated with Mr. the latest, uh, I think it was Albert Willis, Cape Town United boss. And at that stage, the transfer fee, the maximum was 500 rand. Mm got a buy for 500 grand. This was an uh, unbelievable, talented, disciplined uh, player. Really he was. Really he was. So, so you guys got a fantastic player for 500. Well, b back then it was a lot of money, right? Absolutely, absolutely, yes. <laughs> but uh, money very well spent. He, he was such an icon, not only with the club, but mm. uh, with the fans as well. There yeah. was this guy with this Afro hairstyle, you know, Seven <laughs> Nights didn't know too much about Afro hairstyle. Yeah. And of course, the snazzy dressing, you know, and really, he was a colorful model uh, uh, sports person, in my honest uh, 
you know, I'm being very honest with you. I'm also feeling a little bit emotional. You're telling me he's emotional. Yeah, yeah, no, he is he, absolutely. He was part of our family. He was just yeah. more than a player, much more than just a player. Well, players. that's what he just said before we got your line that you, you, you know, you guys made him feel like a family. You guys set him up yes. well up in Aslam Heights. Uh, yes, you mentioned a yes, few places, yes. even uh, organized him a job. Uh, <laughs> organized lunch for him. So really, yes, you guys looked yes. after him very, very well. Uh, and uh, amazingly, but true, I'm sure James will confirm, uh, I took him on his very first interview in Jacobs. Which mm. is, uh, and he's shaking his head here, yeah. And he successfully was employed, <laughs> you know. Yeah. He was such a barring football, I think he had such other good capabilities as well. And of course, we're going to talk now about that 1976 Cup final, which is one of the greatest ever finals that uh, in the history of the uh, Federation, if not South African football. Uh, but before we get to that final, um, the, the the crowds, the fans as well, loved uh, this new signing uh, that Breer got from Cape Town United, right? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Let's talk about that final now. Um, I'm going to start with you, uh, Mr. Mudley. Um, obviously, you were the manager of that team. Um, yes. Talk to us about the run-up to the final. Can you remember some of the teams you, you beat along the way to the final? And maybe if you can remember your starting eleven. I know it's a long time ago, 45 years. But what you can remember, if you can just share with us, please. I think I could clearly, well, uh, specifically talk about the players or the team. Mm. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm unable to recollect, you know, the teams we beat getting into the final. Sure. I seem to remember, I think Swaraj was one of them. But in so far as the squads are concerned, of course, uh, James, Vicky uh, Valley, Charles Carey, Daya Maestri, Duda Munsami, mm. Gavin uh, Snayman, Scampi Vicesa, Nazim Benefort. You know, those are just some of the guys that featured in our squad. Uh, all of them committed and you know guys didn't play for commercial or uh, monetary uh, gains those days the commitment from all these guys as you would recall or uh, talk about james was amazing mm. you know amazing and uh, uh, james was certainly one of the icons in Korea. absolutely now, now while you're talking about that i um, i just mentioned that earlier as was on as well i remember that that picture of him crossing the ball with the, with the crowds right there by the line. Um, yeah. So I'm going to come to you now, uh, James. Uh, for you personally, what was it like playing in that final? For me, I, I think the crowd, the crowd had a huge impact on that on the, on both those games. Mm. But for me, it was just uh, another uh, day at work, trying to do my job to the best of my abilities. And I think we really did well. With the, uh, and, and, and we complement each and other, complement, uh, complemented each other whilst, whilst playing, you know. So, but uh, it was just an awesome final. Mm. Words cannot explain how we felt. We did feel bad uh, in the first leg uh, in, the, in the dressing room to being 3-0 down. And then uh, I think Don and, and Ivan just said to the guys, listen, we've, we've been down before, we can still rise to the So in the first game. leg, you were 3-0 down? 3-0 down, yes. Right. No. And we, 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 in the second half, we just uh, pulled ourselves together and we 
played with the three-all draw. But that atmosphere must have been electric. It was electric. I mean, I'm just looking at that picture there. Now, if when you guys equalised, mm-hmm. that must have just been mayhem in the ground. Yes, I think Pat scored a, a penalty. We got Pat a penalty. Pat, Pat Blair got mm. a penalty in the dying minutes. I think I was fouled. Stanley got fouled. Mm. Somebody in the box, mm. and we got a penalty. And 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 and, uh, Sta- and uh, Pat Blair just put, put it in the in the right hand side of Hans house with his left foot, mm. and the, the the pitch was invaded. <laughs> now that Sundowns team, uh, Don uh, was also had some household names in that team, right? Tell us about some Absolutely. of the players in that team. Well, I thought uh, guys like uh, Vincent Julius, uh, Ingles Singh. Uh, the Singh brothers, mm. uh, the goalkeeper. Vincent was a player that played both both goalkeeper and inside. Vincent Julius. Mm. Um, I can't remember too many of them. Yeah. Smiley Musa. Smiley Musa was part of the squad. Mm. Uh, they were very talented. In fact, as James mentioned, the very first game we were three down. We came back, drew three all. And of course, the subsequent game we won six three. So but that just first to tell game you, with itself, with regards to the crowd, we had yeah. to turn away people from Karisanti. Well, that's so what I story. wanted to touch to on. It must have been, people. yeah, there must have been about twenty five thousand people there, plus minus. Yes, yes, that was about the max that Karis could hold. Mm. That was about the max. Yes. But how did you manage being a winger now with with, with, with fans sitting practically on the line? Uh, wasn't that a bit uh, intimidating? Intimidating, awkward, <laughs> you know, with tackles, excuse me, with tackles, uh, you know, worried about getting onto the, the fans and stuff like that. How did you guys manage that? It was sheer joy because mm. it was all our fans. Yeah. They they protected us, you know, they wouldn't, you know, encroach beyond the, 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 the markings of, of the pitch. Yeah. And, and that's it. And I mean, they brought joy to the game. Mm. They added a, 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 a different dimension to everything. I mean, when we scored goals, they used to invade the park, and <laughs> you know, and we just, we just loved it. And we played for the love of the game. Absolutely, as Don was saying. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's just fantastic feeling. I mean, no Hello. words, words <laughs> cannot explain. <laughs> now that first final, obviously, ended three all. Correct. Uh, that must have been on, on Sunday evening or Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. Right? And then the replay would have been but the following week, week Sunday. Yeah. And then um, talk to us how that game went. Honestly, I can't even remember much. Maybe, oh, Doug, oh, maybe oh, you nope. can help us there. <laughs> we just won. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we were 3-1 down with 18 minutes on the clock. In the second game uh, now? The second game, of course. Yes. We were 3-1 down with 18 minutes on the clock. And uh, we introduced Campy Bessessa. Mm. Uh, we took out Stanley Governor, if my memory serves me. Stanley. And um, within the space of 18 minutes, Berea scored two goals. And as James has mentioned, the third goal was a penalty. Scampi was fouled in the box. And as usual, Pat Blair slotted it on coolly. Mm. But in regards to the crowd, as James said, they probably would virtually invade the field, but very disciplined. Mm. And uh, they were the 12th man. In all Berea games, I think we are we are amongst the biggest crowd pullers at that stage. Yeah, and of course you had stars in that team. You just mentioned some of those players earlier on. They were all household names back then. Well, I think the team in total <laughs> could mm. be regarded as uh, star-studded. Mm. Really, every single one of them mm. uh, really contributed, dedicated, passionate. Uh, and James said uh, he was doing his job. 
Lucas's brother, he's late now, and they had top, top players, mm. Tanti, Tanti yes. Vincent, Julius, mm. Smiley Mercer, but okay, he was benched, yes. and yes. Uh, Gene Adams, uh, yes. Cla- yes. Williams, Adam. uh, yes. Williams. Yes. it yes. was just a star-studded team, goalkeeper, the goalkeepers they had was of the best quality, mm. but we still managed to beat him. Wow. And you know we just somehow Ivan and and Don and, <laughs> and Pat and Charles and Diane them just and Vicky and them just grouped regrouped and we just overcame them. No, Honestly. absolutely. Yeah. I mean that was a brilliant. We hear about the final, but it's nice to speak to people who were involved in the final itself. One as a player, one as the manager of the winning team. Mm-hmm. But the sad thing, though, uh, I, uh, as James was saying earlier, he never kept his medal or his trophy. Unfortunately, <laughs> he mislaid that. Oh uh, goodness! <laughs> do you have any any memorabilia from that uh, final, Don? Uh, I basically have the medal. Just the middle. Uh, <laughs> in fact, the rest of, you know, Bria, we had blazers, fat suits and what have oh, you. Blazers, uh, we right? had a function at the City Hall when we launched the SA Fed Soccer Legends. Mm. And we displayed some of these up at the Durban City Hall on stage. Yeah. And believe me, the guys helped themselves to one of one or two of these things. <laughs> so quite honestly, besides some uh, documents and magazines and uh, match brochures, and nothing else really to show besides some very good photographs of yeah, course absolutely, absolutely. Yes, and uh, excellent uh, memories of that game of course no absolutely and just before we let you go uh, Don um, yes. I just want to ask you can you remember what bonus you gave the Bria players when they were <laughs> uh, yes we had a meeting I'm not sure if James remembers this uh, <laughs> yes. initially we offered the players we said 60% for the club 40% for the players mm. At a subsequent meeting, the players who were never demanding, yeah. I took. T- I think they took a chance. Uh, they asked for a 50-50 situation, and we refused. So they got 40% of the winnings, yes. Yes, James, you want uh, to say something? It, it wouldn't have, have uh, amounted to much, yeah. of course. It was uh, well paid. Yeah. I just want to say one more thing, if you yes. would uh, allow me. Absolutely. Uh, you know, people ask me about the successes of Berea. I say absolutely. We had a very... Uh, passionate, uh, dedicated team. But as a club, uh, you know, Bria was structured so well. I mean, we had directors, we called them directors. They would put in money into the club, knowing they would never recover even a cent. Mm. Those were the kind of committed people that also added tremendously to the success of Bria. No, really? absolutely. Uh, Don Don Mudley, uh, thank you very much. Sorry, you wanted to say something before Don goes? I think Don mustn't forget the Football of the Year trophy, which I won in 1975, uh, 1976 yes. at the Himalaya yes. Hotel. I think you captured that, uh, haven't you? Yes. 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 <laughs> I want <Really>. it back. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for the price, yes, we can talk. <laughs> well, Don Woodley, thank you very much for joining us tonight. I can tell you, uh, James George here in studio was very, very surprised. Uh, thank you for your time and sharing your, your, your stories with us about that 1976 final and, of course, signing of, of James. 
Um, and all the best for tomorrow. But before you go, I think James just wanted to say something. Regards to the wife, Don. Thank you so much. And, and you. It's been really a pleasure talking to you and Keep being well. part of the Keep show. Well. Thank you so, so much. Thank and you. And how's much. Delon? He's fine. All my children Did are fine. Did you tell Feroz you named Delon <laughs> yes, after right, my Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, Don Woodley, thank you very much and a very it good evening to you. Thank God you. bless and thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that Bye. was the former Bria manager who signed the James George. But we're going to take a quick ad break. Now we'll come back and then we'll uh, continue our conversation with James George. Inside the news. Inside the updates. Inside sports. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back. You're listening to Inside Sport. Just gone quarter to nine. We're going to wrap up uh, very soon with our guest tonight, uh, James George, the former Cape Town uh, Spurs, Cape Town United and Berea uh, flying winger, if I may uh, say. It was great chatting about that brilliant uh, 1976 final. But uh, um, let's just talk about your other highlights with Berea. At the breeze... I was again in the company of more great players. Mm. Bad Blair, Dyer, Mystery, Charles Carey, Dudam and Sami, Kofi Fredericks, Vicky Valley, Stanley, Governor, Clive Deval, Dudu and Ramu Naidu, Bernard Ross, Nazim, Benefel, Siddiq and Cherry Ibrahim, and Dr. Nazim Mayer, Jackie Krishna, and the late Campy Bassessor, and inimitable Henry Black Hat Sealy. Mm. Then in 1974-75, the demise of the NFL came about, and the Breeze directors were caught hook, line and sinker into acquiring most of the Durban City players, complete with Clive Barker, and, the most prob- and they most probably spent a fortune. This deal did not work for us as the results proved negative and the crowds dwindled. The moment we got rid of the, most of the players, we gradually gained momentum and got back into winning ways. Lots of players were made sacrificial lambs because of these lighter-skinned ones, and soon the directors realized the error. Mm. When in 1976, when we got Ivan Saunders, also a top-class trainer, coach, and Don as manager, we reached the final of the Coke final. And that's it. How many years did you spend with Berea before you uh, uh, quit pro, pro football? Because you never played pro after that, right? No. Um, three years. Three years. Three years. And when you well, finally well, hung up your... When, when I came back to Cape Town, I joined Dalthorne United. And I, they, they begged me to come and train them and coach How them. How old plus they, minus were you back then when you came back to Cape Town after leaving Berea? 28, 29. So you could have still played pro football, right? Yes, but uh, I made a lot of sacrifices oh. then because I neglected my family. Mm. And, uh, you know, my... You know, being away, you know, my wife did join me up in Durban, but she soon came back again. But mm. uh, as I said, I, I was, as you were saying, telling me I was chasing after the wind. <laughs> and today, after 44 years yeah. of marriage, I think she's put up with my chasing after the wind and it's yeah. all gone now. So we're happily married and 
Thanks for got a great family. Fantastic. And so then obviously uh, you played for Belton United. Belton United, and, yes. And that's and when I trained you them and decided. For, stayed there for about two, th- three years. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I decided enough is enough now. Did you do any coaching after that or you just quit no, football altogether? No, no that, that is why I felt that I didn't put enough into the game like some other players did. Mm. But unfortunately, I, I did my time uh, as a journeyman and, you know, I did maybe did the wrong things to uh, neglecting the family and, you know, this type mm. of thing. But uh, eventually I decided now I've had enough now. Now it's time to concentrate on my family yeah. and my, my work commitments. And thank God... Uh, I ended up on, in a good job and subsequently retired now. Yeah, and you're living yeah. in Mitchell's Plain yeah, now, right? Mitchell's Plain, yeah. yes. So yeah. uh, obviously unification came a bit too late for, for lots of you guys. Any regrets in your career that maybe, you know, uh, yes. born at the wrong time or you never Correct. had enough opportunities? No, I, don't, I don't have any regrets. Mm. It, it was just the phase we went through. and But what I feel g- grieved about is that uh, for, for for the unification, I think we were thrown under the bus. Mm. And I can emphatically say that the main culprit was Danny, Danny Jota. Mm. That's it. That's my personal belief. Mm. And I call a spade a spade. I mean, we had him at our function, at our Cape Town Spurs 50th anniversary function. And I mean, for me, he made a speech, he arrived late. I don't want to degrade the man, but... Uh, he could not have been there. It would have, we would have been better off. I yeah. mean, because he did not touch on on, on slash SPL, you know. So for me, it's just not on. James George, thank you very very much for a lovely interview, for accepting our invitation, and uh, yeah, you you were modest, but uh, listening from. Uh, what some of the listeners had to say, some of the messages on social media, uh, your former manager had to say, uh, you were a, a very good player. Uh, I, you know, I didn't get to see you, unfortunately, but that picture is still sticking in my mind of you at Curry's Fountain with a packed uh, crowd there crossing that ball in that very famous cup final. Uh, just a pity you never had uh, that medal which you mislaid. Um, but all I can say is thank you for the memories. And uh, yeah, so... Uh, all the best to you. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back. He just got 10 to 9. It was another fantastic interview with James George. We thank him for joining us uh, this evening. We hope you back at home enjoyed uh, the interview. And I'll be back uh, during the week on Drive Time with more sporting news from Monday to Friday. Uh, the views expressed in this program are not the views of Voice of the Cape, uh, its management or staff as well. From me, Firo Sheikh. Assalamu alaikum. Have a fantastic evening.